Greetings and welcome to Jesse I Interviews, recorded and produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation in the city of Nam, now known to the world as Melbourne, Australia. For this episode, I'm going back to my second trip to Jamaica, where I was joined by four good friends. My DJ partner in Chantdown Sound, Ras Crucial, plus Rankin Yoni, who many listeners might know from his reissue label Top Rankin Sound, as well as Andy Eitz and Jar Builder, who was actually the person that took me to Jamaica on my first trip in 2001. I mention them as they can all be heard at different times in this interview, as Warrior King turns things around and actually asks us questions. This is one interview I always think back fondly to. It was a really unique experience. For a start, he didn't want to meet at a house or a studio like most artists, but he wanted to meet outdoors somewhere. He suggested the gardens of Devon House in the middle of Kingston, which was certainly nice, but also a little bit loud, so please excuse the traffic noise in the background. What really made this one enjoyable, though, was Warrior King himself. He was such a nice guy, genuinely interested in us and our journey, how we came to be reggae fans and be in Jamaica. As with a lot of these older interviews, I do cringe a little hearing myself at this younger age, but I'm also amused at how idealistic I was. I'm afraid that cynicism has eroded some of that idealism over the years. But as usual, I'm presenting this one totally uncut and unedited, everything I recorded on the day, including the radio jingles at the end. So here we go. Jesse I interviews Warrior King in Kingston, Jamaica, back in August 2003. With me right now, I have one of the upcoming stars of reggae music, Warrior King. Thank you very much for joining us here on Chantdown Babylon. First and foremost, I must say greetings in the precious name of the might of the Trinity, Emperor Eilis Lassie the first, you know. Bless the love. It's a pleasure to be here on the program, Chantdown Babylon, you know, because that would do enchanting on Babylon, you know. That's the far Every time. Well, I always like to start my interviews at the beginning um, with a little bit of background on an artist. Um, so if you can tell us a little bit about where you were born, what life was like growing up as a youth. Um, your family in the early, the early days? Well, I was born in Kingston now, in the Jubilee Hospital, where, 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 where I grew up about five years, the first five years of my life in St. Catherine, in a community called Portmore. You know, if I hear about Portmore, yeah. you know? Then, then at the age of five, I, I, I went to um, the country, a place named Clarendon, where my mother and father lived there, you know? So I grew up there. I know I was grow like a country boy, you know? Discipline, a lot of discipline around me going to church every Sunday. You know, I was growing with a lot of love around me. Nature, rivers, lakes, you know. I was also well educated, you know, by my parents, you know. So, you know, that is, that is how it started, you know, for me. Right. A simple life, a normal life, like any boy, you know. Yeah. Definitely. So, what about the music? When, what was your first exposure to music that you remember? Exposure? Well, from ever since, you know, through my father, he used to own a little shop and a bar. So, music was always playing in, in, in the shop or in the bar, you know. So that is how the first exposure I got to music, you know, listening Bob Marley and so forth. But it was at the age of about 13, when I moved back to Kingston, I used to attend St. Andrew Technical High School, where them time I have bounty killer just a bust out. So I used to patronize them, you know. Right. So like my schoolmates used to say, you know, you sound good, you know, you sound like you can create something of your own, you know. So from there I started making my own music. You know, so you started inspiration from Bob Marley, Garnet Silk. Tenasar, Peter Touch, Admiral Tibet, Beris Aman, Luciana, just to name a few, you know? Yep. Yeah, man, definitely. But as a youth, we try to learn from everybody, you know? Yes. Every musician can learn something from. So we use it and build ourselves, you know? Definitely. Right. When did you get your first break in the business? 
Well, a 2001, you know. 2001, I got the break. My first release, Vertus Suman. Yeah. That was my first release. That was your first release? Yeah. And, and it went to number one? Went to number one for 13 weeks in Jamaica and number one all over the world, you know. Shuba, 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 As a woman to her man, she's essential to his purpose and his mission. A good woman is a glory to her man. Yes, yeah, so that song really opened a lot of doors for me. Right. 2001, March, it started playing in March, you know, yeah. of 2001. It was first played by Ellie Skelly on RFM, yeah. you know. Yeah, right. she was the first one to play my music. How did you actually come to record that song? Well, my manager, Garfield Watson, you know, at the time before I recorded the song, I was attending a school on Ashenai Road. That's down three mile, you know, um, National Tool and Engineering Institute. So my manager, he used to go on the road and get rhythms, link up producer and so forth, you know, and carry them to me, you know. But he knew Michael Johnson, who was a producer of that song, you know, he had a relationship with him before. He knew him from a longer time, so he told him about me, you know. So Michael Johnson told him, say, he, he had a rhythm, which he's going to produce right now and put some artists on it, you know. So he came and gave me the rhythm, and I wrote the song for, for the rhythm, you know. Yeah, that's how the song really come forward, you know. I didn't know that was your first song. That was my first song I recorded. What, what was the follow-up to that? Because the next tune that we got in Australia was Never Go Where That was the follow-up, that was the follow-up. But right. that song was voiced before Virtus Suman. But right. Virtus Suman was released before Pagans. Right. Empress So Divine, you know Empress So Divine? Yeah. That was voiced also before Virtus right. Suman. But Virtus Suman was released before those songs. Okay. But Virtus Suman is my first release. Right. First on the vinyl, you know? Yep. First going out on the radio stations, definitely. So how did you come to link Calibud? Calibud. Management linked him to me through the powers of the Mosai, you know? And we got check him one day and we sing two a cappella songs for him and he said, your song go, they have talent, you know? Yep. So we just, so the link started, you know? So we came and link up and we started recording a few tracks till we did the album and as I saw, we are good friends now. Well, maybe you can tell us a bit about the album. The album, of course, same name, Virtuous, Virtuous Woman. Woman. Yeah, it, it's it's an 18-track album, you know. Positive music, inspiration from the creator, and it touches all different topics, you know. Education, touches strength the woman, song for people going through struggles, you know. Song to burn out the negative vibes. Song to touching touching all topics, you know. And we work with five different producers on, on that album. The main producer, Shellan Calibot Stewart, yeah. who produced about 13 of the 18 tracks. And I also work with um, Donovan Jermaine at Penthouse. I work with Chad Simpson and the Young Blood label. Chad yep. Simpson, also known as Goofy, yep. with a better fresh air. Yep. I work with a young producer by the name of Richard Browning. You know Richard Brown, otherwise known as Chabano, who did the song Jai's Always There, you know? Yeah, definitely. I find that song sticks in my head, Jai's yeah. Always There. Yeah, because Jai's Always There, and everything you do and everything you say, Jai should be there, you know? Jai's here, just that we are one or two are gathered, you know? In righteousness is here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you feel the breeze, Jai's here, you know? We have life, Jai's here. Jai, give it the words, you know? Speaking of Jai, maybe you can tell us a bit. Um, obviously, Rasta is a big influence on everything, all your music, and I expect everything you do. Yeah. When did you first sign up Rasta? How did you come to. Alright. Well, when we go to school, you know, you used to have some youth going to school, and they used to flex different because at that time, we used to go to church and thing, you know? So we were growing, we, did, we abide by certain principles. But you go to school and see some youth. Them, them, them talk different, them move different, you know. Them always talk about Africa and Ethiopia. And them things, they always intrigue me, jam interest, you know. Some more time, I sit down and listen to them. But with the teaching that I get, we used to say, oh, I never get them teaching here. I never get them teaching at school. Now when I go to church, you know. And when you read the Bible, it coincides with what they must say, you know. So that really made me start doing my own research, you know. So I started. Going among some Rastafari Virgin and Sistrin, started going to the library, you know, started going into myself more and asking a lot of questions, you know. So that is how we really started start, start the faith. So we start reading about Marcus Garvey now. And Marcus Garvey was the one who said, like, look to the east for the crowning of a black king, for he shall be a redeemer. So that speech, we start going depth in a more Marcus Garvey teachings, you know. So Marcus Garvey tell about black consciousness, you know, telling us about equality amongst all human beings. Regardless of the color of your skin, we all are one. Never feel inferior, you know? No matter which race you belong to, because we all are created by the Almighty, you know? Yeah. So that is how we really started getting into the faith of Rastafari. And at home where we live, you know, you have one or two Rastafari bridging, you know? We strength the same way. Car. We always 
asking questions. Yeah. Everywhere we go, we ask questions. Even the pastor and the church ask questions. Yeah. Why you never tell us about Ethiopia? And when you read Genesis, Ethiopia is one of the first names mentioned in the Bible. You know? Can I tell us that the, the, the Garden of Eden, there are four rivers that come past the whole Garden of Eden and the Gion River. You know what's one, one of the river? You know what I say? And you, you don't learn them things in a church. Them, them always get a state of mind like in the church, like Ethiopia and all those places was in the sky. So when you find sight of Rasta now, it makes you be no more down to earth. So I start, when I read my Bible, I can put it in a reality. Because Moses, Christ and all those people where you read of in the Bible, they trod on this land they call earth. So we have to look at it through a realistical point of view, you know? Yeah. Definitely. That's how we really start till we grow. Just like when you plant a seed, it grows and it grows to a tree, then it starts bear fruit. So I'm still growing, you know? So every day we learn something new. Meeting people, greeting people, you know, we learn more about ourselves and more about the Creator. Right. You know? Yeah, well, it seems to me, um, how, oh, you, you seem very young. Uh, I know, the early 20s? I'm 24. 24, right, yeah. right, right about my age. I'm 20, just turned 25. Yeah. Um, but it seems for that age, you have a lot of maturity. Do you reckon that's, is that where it comes from, that asking questions and learning what yeah. you can learn? Because one of the other things, too, you see, as a youth, I was always socialized with more elder people, you know? Like, most of my friends, I'm the youngest, you know? Yeah. You know, most of my friends are older than me, and it's a thing with me from from a youthful stage, you know? From my baby, my father say, you come like you're old, you act yeah. like a mature baby, you know? Yeah. So, I just, it's, a, it's just how you create me, you know? Right. And as I said, the question, asking questions, yeah. so I learn a lot of things, you know, because of my inquisitiveness, you know? Definitely. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you a um, question, you got some, um, great songs for the women, but no slackness, it's respectful music. Yeah, because you know, to uplift women is to uplift the world. So, you see, in everything you do, you have to have a strategy, you know? Yeah. Because you see, if you want to have a better world, you have to look to the backbone of the, of the, of the world. I like, you know women are the backbone. Yeah. Because every man and every woman come from a woman, you know? Yeah. So, you really have to strengthen the woman. That is why I sing so many songs which are pure and clean. Yeah. You know, and divine to uplift the women. You know, and you know, my inspiration comes from the Creator. You know, Alice Lassie the first. So my message have to be pure and have to be representative as a Rastafarian. You know, yep. and my message is universal. It, it you know, it's for all people of all race, definitely. So my songs, even the people of different races, can embrace them and get a fullness from it. You know, because it's reality. Is that what I sing? I sing reality. That is why when I sing, people from that kind of the earth or this kind of the earth can relate to my music because it's real. It's what's going on every day, you know? Every day it's liberty, you know? My song is full of love. Yeah. My song is from the heart, so you can feel it. Even if you don't understand the language, because I was in France recently, yeah. and I know majority of the people them don't even understand one word I say, but through the feeling and energy that I generate, they can feel the love and the, and the genuineness within it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And a lot of them will come to figure out what the words mean. They'll yeah, they will go investigate yeah. because that feeling that the music gives them drives them to, to investigate, yeah. you know, definitely. Um, what about um, writing your songs? How do you go about actually writing a song? How you go about writing a song? Do you sit down and write lyrics or do you listen to the rhythm and work off that? It goes vice versa, you know. Sometimes you sit down and an inspiration comes yeah. with the melody and other time you listen to a rhythm and the rhythm, listening to the rhythm draws out a melody out of you, then comes the words, you know. Yeah. So it comes different ways, you know. And, but the main source of my inspiration comes from the most side still, you know, definitely. We have to give Jah all the glory. I don't want to take any from myself, you know. Yeah. So I can ask one question. What draw you people to reggae music? What draw you to reggae music? We're not breaking the interview yeah, still. I yeah. just want to know, you know. Yeah, well, for me, um, that's why every, I guess we all got to answer individually. Because we all, we all know each other through reggae music. None of us knew each other before, yeah. before we got into reggae music. It's the only thing that brought us all together. But for me, um, I was listening to gangster rap and you know hardcore, hardcore gangster rap, singing about bitches and guns and drugs and all that. And then I heard reggae music, and it came with the same sort of revolutionary aspects that I liked out of hip hop. But it was more, it was positive instead of negative. Um, fighting down the system with positivity instead of negativity, and that's that's what appealed to me first. And I first started listening to like Third World, Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, and then went right through Big Youth, Burning Spear, and just checked. And as I learned more, as I got more and more interested, I learned more and more about culture and about what's going on in the world. And now, what I love most about reggae music is it deals with reality. It deals with 
problems of the world and the suffering of people in the world because if you listen in Australia all we get is like mainstream pop music we get American music British music and Australian music and it's all um, you know it's all shake your ass and and I love you yeah 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 but it, it's not talking about it doesn't deal with anything real you know, know. Pe people live it seems to me people living in Australia England America remain ignorant to the problems around the world. The fact that more than half the world has never made a, received a telephone call, don't have electricity, don't have running water. But reggae music will expose those sort of things, and make the people know what's going on in the world. And I think music shouldn't, it shouldn't just be mindless entertainment. It should be constructive entertainment. Yeah, because you see, when you read it in the Psalms, in the Bible, you know, he tell us that all singers and players have instruments, all my strings are indeed. Yeah. So that is even one of the things, main thing, when I read my Bible and I see that, I, I couldn't go and sing any type of music. You know, I, have, I, I, have, I know from that time onwards that given the gift of music, I, I have to be wise with it, you know? Yeah. I have to be um, constructive with it. As I sing in Better Fresh Air, I never misuse it nor abuse it, you know? I always do what is right with it, you know? Yeah. Uplifting the people with the music, you know? Comforting the people, educating the people yeah. through the music, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Giving the message through the music, spreading the love through the music, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah to me, that's what it's all about. It shouldn't be to sell clothes it shouldn't be to talk about how much gold chains you got it should be yeah. what are the so when they're looking at the world they see the people that were sing those type of music they're more um with us now they're more publicized yeah. than the people who sing about roots and culture sing about ja, sing about the real love you know love amongst brothers and sisters regardless of the color of the skin you know those people do we don't we are under promoted yeah mainstream media and that's one of the problems we have in australia mainstream media will always fight down reggae music because it deals with reality because it deals with issues that mainstream society doesn't want brought out yeah particularly that's that's how we see it in australia yeah, it's it's very much um you know our, our country followed george bush to war followed tony blair to war we were right there behind them and most australians don't support that but our government is wants to be american and so we get american music and for, for jamaican roots reggae music to get to get any play it's hard work but in time, you know, there's there's more and more people. It's building up an underground, like a counterculture, of people that are interested in these these issues, and they're not going to stay ignorant. So I said, we give thanks to the items still now, because in your side of the world, you're pushing reggae music, you know. Mm. We give thanks, you know. You open doors, for, you know, for the message of the most side to go through different channels, you know. Definitely. I don't know how you guys all got into reggae music. It's a different story for every man. Well, I got into reggae music through my parents and through their sort of consciousness and their sort of, I don't know, they sort of always have been sort of open-minded to different cultures and different messages and just sort of the resistance to like the mainstream society, you know what I mean? True, true. So, and they brought me up in a, in a world where I was sort of able to hear all these sorts of different messages from different people across the world and for me, there was sort of Bob Marley and Peter Tosh and people like that. that so to you, what is the difference between Bob Marley generation and our generation who do the roots and culture? What is the difference? There's a difference to you? Not really. I think it's just like the, you know, different generation produces different sort of people. Like, for instance, Sizzler and Cableton is more militant, like you can say more aggressive. But then again, um, society has forced them to be like that. Like, there's still no food on the table, you know, there's still you know, no money to spend and stuff like that. So it's sort of just more aggressive. Whereas, whereas the early early roots of it were sort of a bit more sort of, you could come across with a peace and sort of more peace and love message. But for, you know, that can only work for so long. And then you have to sort of, you know, sort of, I don't know, stand up and sort of make mm. your voice heard and shout louder, sort of thing like that. Well, also pe people always talk about you know, this artist is a new Bob Marley, this artist is a new Bob Marley, but there, there will never be another Bob Marley because he... Bob Marley, he's Bob Marley, Bob Marley came and did his work. At a, at a particular time and place, and yeah. that time and place is gone, and it, we, it's a new time and place, there can never so, be another Bob Marley. Like, one time people look at me and say, why are you the next Bob Marley? I said, no, Bob Marley came and did his work, I'm doing mine in this time, you yeah. know. Caesar doing his work, Capitan doing his work, Butcher Bantam, Beres Aman. You know, everybody has a work to do. You have your work to do. You likewise, you likewise, you and the eye and the eye and the eye, you know? Yes, everybody have to play their part, you know? We give thanks to those who paved the way. You know, so we paved the way for others to come too. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's why on the radio show we play old music in the first hour and new music in the second. So we play all the roots of the music, we play all the old vintage artists from Kim Booth, Elton Ellis, right through to, to the modern music. So people can know, right, this is reggae music, it's not just Bob Marley, it's not just Bounty Killer, it's everything in between, in every which way. Because that's one thing, people in Australia, sometimes we tell people that we play reggae music and they go, reggae music? I don't like reggae music. But then we play something and then they go, oh, I didn't know this was reggae music. Because when they hear, you tell them reggae music, they think Bob Marley or they think, you know, One Drop. They don't know rockers, they don't know dancehall, they don't know anything else. So. True, true, true. Education is, is the key. Yeah, I've seen say. that song, Education. And yeah. that song was an inspiration from His Majesty, you know? Because Alice Lass is the one who said, Education is the key for betterment and completeness of living in this modern time, you know? So, we as Rastafarian, we are all about putting forward the message of Rastafari to the public, to the massive, you know? Yep. So I took that song from one of his, I took those words from one of his speeches yep. and, and turned it to, into a song. Well, I didn't know those words were from his speech. Yeah, education is the key for betterment and completeness of living in this modern time, you know? Yep. That is His Majesty's word, definitely. And we all know that education is the key, you know? Yep. Higher education, hmm. educating us. Yourself, knowing more about yourself, you know. Kind of, as I sing the song, education doesn't stop in the school. You know, so observing, right. listening, you learn the same way. And as this magic say again, education and the question knowledge only stops at the grave. So as long as you have life, you can always learn once you are willing to learn, you know. Yeah, man. Come back to this world. Silas, <laughs> yeah. He's a joyful person still, you know. I'm always happy, no matter how things might be tough or rough, you know. I always keep a smiling face because you see sometimes a person is sad, you bring that joy around them, it makes them happy, you know. Yeah, yeah. so we don't really try, even when it's rough, we don't try to show it on our face, you know. We keep happy because we have life, that is the greatest thing. I see once I have life, anything I set, any goal I set, I can achieve. Without life, I can't achieve it. Yeah. So with life, I get to enjoy the company of you, you know. Which is very good, feeling good. Yeah. Whereas so, another man might, you know, might be more of an ego or whatever and might not want to deal and miss out. Miss out on learning, meeting other people. We've met other people in, in reggae music that um, carry a hostility or I don't know whether it's because we're white or whatever, but it's, you know, some people keep a distance. But the more you open up yourself, the more you can receive and, and learn yeah. from each other. Because of my time, it's a hype thing, you know, like. I notice it with ever everybody, most Jamaican artists, you know, especially the DJs, them, you know, the dance hall, mm -hmm. them have this hype thing, you know. Even sometimes if you go to them, them, them show it for you, you know. But I don't know for what. I see myself as a servant of the people. So when the people come to me, I humble myself like a child because they are the one who play my music, listen my music, and even come support me at the stage show. Mm -hmm. So I have to respect them, you know. You know, respect is dude. Yeah, vice versa. Vice versa. Respect is dude, man. People are people, you know. Not because they might be earning more than that virgin or that sister, you feel better than them, no. Because when you die, you don't carry all the riches with you, you know. Yeah. You come the same way you go. Yeah. The expression back on who you dies with the most toys still dies. Yeah. Definitely. Alright, um. Right, so, so you, got, you got the one album under your belt and it's going good. Yeah, what, so what's right next? now, right now. We're starting a new project right now, you know, Calibur. Yep. We're working on a new thing, a new album right now, you know, getting it together. We're getting the rhythms them together, like some of the rhythms we want to use on the album. So you, you heard one of the rhythms I was playing in the van when it came. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the rhythms. So I was listening it, getting all in a vibe, you know, creating right. a music. Yeah. You know, so we don't waste time. So we're doing more work, we're writing some singles, like we're writing some singles to different producers, but at the same time we're working on the album. Yeah. And we're going to do a tour in Europe. You know, with Abyssinians, I think Abijah will also be on the tour for four weeks. You know, go all around Europe, you know, spread the message. And when I come home, that's in the studio, in the studio, completing the other album, you know. Yeah, because, you know, it's like, the first album is like, you know, you read the Bible, you have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Josh, you know, the different chapters. So, like, Virtus Human is like the first chapter of my book. So, when I put out a next album, that would be like a next chapter, you know, so. As long as I have life, I always put in out a chapter, you know, to complete a book of my life. So, if, see a lot of people, you see some musician, you listen to their music, 
but it's when you meet them, it's a total different thing. Mm. But you see, with my music, you see, you never really have to know me physically to know what the type of person I am and how I think. You see, if I listen to my music, that alone will tell you who is Warrior King and what he stands for. Yeah. You know? So you don't, from, from you listen to my music, you know the type of person I am. Joyful, I love women. When I say love women, I love all women I respect, but I have my queen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I love people, you know? I don't deal with certain things. I never go to pig and go. I'm a one away person, as you see. Cause I don't really power no whole lot of people around me, you know? I go when it is necessary. Like my arm on the sing and my band and so forth, you know? But yeah. Love Jah. We always dwell in the secret place at the most high. Meaning Jah is always in my mind and my thought, everything I do, you know? Yeah, definitely. I wanted to ask you about the song um, Never Go With Pagan's Go, because that was a that was a big one for us in Australia, probably even bigger than Virtuous Woman. Yeah, it's a powerful song. Yeah, so well, you know, for the people that might not be able to understand all the patois and everything. Well, the, all the song that came about still, as I said, the main source of my inspiration comes from Alice Lassie the first song. At that time I was going to school and you just start, I say Rastafari, you start bud up and your beard start growing, you start to Celestia and you burn your ganja and thing. So a lot of people in my community, at my school, is a madman that, you know, call your fool when you're in the classroom, the teacher Mac and Jerry, you know, Mac and Jerry, sometimes you feel away, you know, but you tell them, say, no, I'm not going to do certain things, you know, I never go to pig and go. You see, as a righteous man, because regardless of what people used to say, even in my home, Mom used to go on away some of the time. Brother them and friends used to say, Why don't you turn idiot? Hey, why you turn Rasta? You're Rasta not do nothing. Rasta, Rasta careless people. You know, sometimes you feel like the outcast of the family told them used to talk, you know? So, that song now, as a righteous man, you never want to go in the wrong path or go in the negative way, you know? So, you, you never want to go to pagan go because a lot of people who the world are, as, as righteous people, they are not, they are pagans. You know, but through the doctrine what we get from in the church and in the school, you know, the people them have the state of mind seeing that as the right thing. So when you do something other than what you are taught in the school and the church, they obviously like somebody mother or somebody fool are going the wrong way. But you know, you follow the Bible teachings of His Majesty Christ also. You know, Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X, that's the name of you. You keep on that path. You know, so you never want to go where the pagans go. You never want to go where wicked people do. You always want to be showing love, not hatred. You know, because you have a lot of people say they're righteous, and yet still, when they see the animal, they kick them and hurt them. You know, and they say they love God. From your love God, you have to love the animal, because God is life. You know, you have to love every living thing. Even the ants that crawl on you, you have to love, you know? Love the grass, love the trees, love every living thing. Yes, yeah, so I never go where the pagans go. I always, not saying I'm not perfect still, but I always try to pursue perfection. I always, you see, make mistakes. I make mistakes, but it's when I'm wrong, I admit that I am wrong and I ask that to correct me and forgive me. You know, that is how I am. And no, next time, next time, don't, make the, no, same don't make the same mistake. Just understand because we are only human beings, you know. Yeah. We make mistakes. I'm not perfect, but I try to set example for those to follow. You know, even for the youths, yeah. even some elders who set example for, for they don't, they don't, they don't know themselves. Yes, I never go with the pig and go, you know? And that, that was even a personal song, but everybody, no, no man want to go with the pig and go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you, you just mentioned um, if you love God and still hurt animals, maybe you could talk about the idea of eating meat. I assume yeah, as a rasta. I'm, yeah, I'm a vegetarian, you know, because, and I'm also a humanitarian, you know? We love animals so much. I couldn't, you see me personally? I'm telling you one other thing where we make me stop eating meat, because, you see, as I told you, I used to live in the country, yep. and I used to, I had, had how much? It was three brothers of us, and each of us got a goat, you know? So every morning before I go to school, I used to go out and tie up my goat, you know? Give him grass to eat, give him water and so forth, you know? So one day I went to school and I came back, and I saw curry goat in the pot. So I said, yeah, curry goat today. But them time I used to eat curry goat. But when I go over the bush to look for my goat, I realized that it was my friend in the pot. We, you see the relationship that me and my goat had? It was like virgins, you know? Yeah. I understand him and he understand me. If I say sit him, sit, you know? So from that I, I, I said I can't kill an animal. I can't eat animal because personally I don't have the art to kill one. I said you read in the Bible, Genesis 1 verse 29, it tells you what man was originally created to eat, the vegetation of the earth. You know, your digestive system, 
you know, it never really make feet meat. Mm. It take longer to digest, so it overwork your digestive system. Yeah. You know? Same with the teeth. With the teeth, yeah. You, you see, if you notice an animal's teeth, mm. it, it, it is shaped different. Yeah, tear. tear. Our, our teeth is flat. Yeah. Vegetable fruits, beans, grains, nuts. That That is what man is originally yeah. created to eat. So as Rastafarian, we try to bring forward creation. How it's supposed to be, how it was, how the creator set it. Yeah. You don't take a life. You don't eat meat. If I eat animal, you eat man. Flesh and blood, yeah. you know? A lie? If I eat animal, you can't eat man. Yeah, because well, animals, they're fed all kinds of stuff now. They're, they're fed other animals, so it's, it gets into like a cannibal yeah, so, thing. And yeah, and, and they said animal, them now feed and, and other animals yeah. cause disease. Yeah. Like here, about the mad cow yeah. disease. Yeah. Should they feed the cow and the cow, yeah. the same animal, you know? Yeah, everything on the right. Vegetarian, they see the fruits. Another, another thing about um, that I heard is well, there's, but there's enough resources on the planet to feed every person. If all the land that's used for grazing cattle was used to grow crops, crops everybody in the planet yeah. could eat. Everybody. Well, if, people, if, people, if the human race gave up meat for one year, you can feed the whole world four times. Yeah, that's true. In one year. That's a big thing. That's true. Repeat what you said a while ago. Sorry? Repeat what you said a while ago. If, uh, if the whole entire human race stopped eating meat for one year, you can refeed the entire world for four, four times, years. Four, four times. times. Food that would save in one year would be enough feed, to feed, feed the world. You feed the animals four. more food than you would feed a human being to get the animal fat. You can yeah. feed the, the. And if you observe the cow, most of the animals are, are eat grass. Yeah. And, yeah. and look I, how big they are. Yeah. And people will tell you you can't get strong bones if you don't eat meat. We look at a cow and look at the bones. And if you, you, you say if you check most of the doctors in the world, they are vegetarians. Most doctors, they are vegetarian, but it's just a money making thing. You know, you eat the meat, you get sick, you go to the doctor, you go to the doctor, you know, spend the money. I can't tell when last I've been to the doctor. Because when I have a cold, I just go in my garden and pick a garlic yep. and eat and it's, it's gone. I have a little cold now. Yep. I take some garlic this morning. When I go in tonight, take some more garlic with some single Bible. By tomorrow, that's gone. So the herb, you know, mm. just like you give the grass to the cows and the herb for the service of man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you have to be natural with Jaffa know them thing then. Yeah. You know? Some people feel, you see, you have a lot of people, it's like how we sit now. You have some people now sit up on the ground, so. They're not doing it. They're not natural, you know? Yeah. Even some superstars, some people have themselves as superstars, you know. So they would come and sit on the ground. No, it is not trying to feel comfortable when I sleep. I sleep here. But the only thing we fear now is like crime and violence. Yeah. You know, someone will come rob you and everything. That's the only fear, a certain way. You know, but apart from that, it's cool. True. Well, um, feeling everything okay? To feel comfortable, everybody feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful to sit, you know, sit in the shade under the tree, feel the breeze. Yeah. What more do you need? That's, that's one of the things we love about being in Jamaica. Is, uh, we're staying in Ochi and we're right on right on the ocean and just to sit in the beautiful beautiful night air and have a split and swim in the ocean and feel yeah. clean. You burn herbs? You burn herbs too? Yeah. He's had some already, that's why he's falling asleep. That's <laughs> even sleep man. <laughs> yeah man, I burn herbs. He doesn't miss much. Well, with um, with the rhythms you record on, it seems like you choose to go more for the roots rhythms, the one-drop heartbeat rhythms, yeah. more than any dance hall. That's a conscious decision on your part to choose those sort of rhythms. Or yeah, because you see, the type of music I do living music, you know, my music is for living people, yep. so it have to be done on live rhythms. Yep. You know, and another thing really when we, we stick to those type of rhythms is like you see when you sing on those rhythms, you can express yourself more. You know, and the song lasts longer too. Yep. You see the computer rhythm, two, three months time, you hear back it again, it sounds stale. Yep. But it is sound like a bomb, all shuba shuba, pagans. Yep. Ten years from now you put that in, it sounds sweet, same way. Yep. You know, because it is on live rhythm and the message is real. Yeah. So we stick to that, you know. Yep. Because, you see, in this Jamaica here, some of us, we still have to hold it because, you see, if you follow the, um, the radio stations, Everybody just go on the computer rhythm and neglect the live rhythm yeah. because most of the distractions play the um, the computer rhythms more than even the live rhythm. But some, if, if it's not for us, who all who say all right, 
we're going to stick to this rhythm. The, the, the roots are going to fade away. I'm telling you that. For the younger youths like myself, 24 year old, and even under, most of the youth, most of the youth them want to jump on the dance hall rhythm because the hype thing. But we are doing the real thing. As you see the album entitled The Real Thing, we are doing the real thing. And look how big that, that album is. Yeah, the real thing. Yeah. The real thing we are doing. Respect that. I, Bob Marley come set the foundation, you know? So we're just keeping the same standard. Yeah. It seems like in Jamaica, like you're saying, it's the dancehall computer rhythms you get the most play in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, what, what's happened in Jamaica that the focus has moved away from the roots rhythms to the dancehall? Obviously, it's been a long time, all through the 80s, when the computers came in to change the music. Yeah, but I've, one I think number two, most of the youths, them, them just want to become singers, you know, you only have instrument players here, you know? Yeah. And even if you have, the, them not really, there are no facilities or no places for them to go and even earn a living. Yeah. So most of the youth they just a quick thing, a quick, make a quick reading on the computer, vice artists and that's it. They don't want to go in the studio, spend the time, go and, you know, because most artists are half key, you know. Most singers nowadays are half key. They go on the live rhythm, they can't even manage it because they used to book, book the same beat, they just follow the beat. Yeah. But when they're doing the live rhythms, you have to make changes. Love me, never, you know, changes, bridges. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, to me, it's like them want kind of do the American thing. You see, through the American thing and the, 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 um, the computer rhythm have certain similarities, yep. that is why they're pushing it. Right. If you notice, how, like Sean Paul thing, and you see, even though it is that reggae music, if it, it, it has a bit of crossover if you listen to the rhythm. Yeah. You know, that's why the people overseas can relate to it that way, you know. But we have to keep the roots, you know, because it's our culture. We're not, we're, I'm not selling my culture. You know, myself with money or cash or fame or fortune. I have to keep the real thing, the roots. You know, keep the roots. You know, I know Bob Marley will be smiling right now. For you like me and Lucian and Sizzler, who are all the roots yeah. right now and many others, you know. Who else do you respect the most in the music industry right now? Right now, I respect Barry Salmon, you know. Yeah. Respect. Young youth are talking about like Natural Black, a good artist. Mm. Abitra come up. You have Turbulence. You have... You know, I respect the youth and I do the right thing. In a positive way, you know, because you know, you have some artists who sing on the live on the computer. When they go on the live with them, they say good things. But when they go on the computer with them, like, you have to wonder if I the same meditation, them all in, you know, they sing slap music on the computer with them, and, and I don't support that. You see, I don't have a problem, you know, if somebody wants to sing on the computer with them. But you see, if you're a Rasta person or a person doing right things, you don't. Not because you're on the dance with them, you're gonna sing something slack or something negative just to get a hype. That's not me. Even artists like SZA and Capleton in recent years, SZA will sing beautiful dry cry on a heartbeat rhythm and then he'll go and do a tune like Panty Raid on a dance. Panty Raid? Yeah. First night you know, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new SZA like Panty Raid. Real slackness. Yeah. Real slackness. Yeah. But I'm going to say, give thanks to those who are all the other in the right way still, you know? You can, you know? Sometimes some things can cause some confusion, you know, really want to call the name some of the time. You understand? Yeah. See this music thing, you see sometimes you talk the truth, people want to kill you just for the truth. You know? So some of the time you just speak the truth but you just keep it mild. You know, cause just say give you wisdom, knowledge and understanding. So if you use it wisely. Mm. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, you know. So some, you have to just know how you use the words. Because you say something today, you might say it without meaning any harm. Tomorrow a man come shoot you or kill your family. For no reason at all. Just because you say something which is true but it offends somebody else, you know? But the truth is the truth, you know. I don't support slackness, none at all. None at all. You see, every music I sing, my little son, I have a seven, eight months old baby. He has to can listen to it. My mother has to can listen to it. My grandmother has to can listen to it. My aunt, my cousin, everybody in my family, every one of my friends supposed to can listen to it and get something from it, you know. So I don't support slackness, especially in a woman, because I respect my mother too much, you know. Because, you know, they said when they sing slackness, it could be a sister. You know, so I don't yeah. support slackness. Yeah, well, every woman must be someone's daughter or sister yeah. or mother. And as I just said from the start, it's music that is not the purpose of music. Music is giving the message. Yeah. You know, are educating the people through the music. You're not corrupting the people's mind. Cause me can't sing a slap music, especially with the time we are living in right now, with a lot of war and crime. You know, so much issues you can't touch. Yeah. That is going on in the world. You got to touch something like slap music, you know? Yeah. And sometimes the slap music don't go anywhere neither. You know, just for a moment and fade away. But when they sing good music, it lives on forever. 
you know, music with substance. Yeah. I was going to ask you about your child because when we were in LA last year listening to you on the radio do an interview, you were mentioned that your queen was pregnant at the time. Yeah. I don't think the baby had been born. Yeah, it's born, you know. I even wrote a song for him, man. If you listen to the radio stations, he just started getting the airplay, you know. Okay. <laughs> I have a little flu still, but I try to sing a piece of it, yeah. you know. I say like, Ja bless her with a baby boy, and he's so fine, he's so fine. He smiles with me all the time, he's my sunshine, my sunshine. Ja bless her with a baby boy, and he's so fine, he's so fine. Smiles with me all the time, he's my sunshine. Prince Divine, oh I'll go my youth to the best of my ability, I'll teach him everything I know, surround him with love, no form of vulgarity, make it the ancient way he'll grow, teach him of his roots and his African reality, righteousness I'll always endow, I'll be a good dad guided by the Almighty. Oh, I could see the Rasta man so, oh, oh. Ja bless her with a baby boy, and he's so fine, you know, he's so fine. Yeah, that's our song. Okay. You see, you have so many different topics you can touch. Yeah. You know, so many different topics. So how has that changed your life? Having, obviously, a new life in the world is going to make your life a lot different. But we know that task is greater. More responsibility, you know? Yeah. And I have to set more example because I have a child now. You know? So, really, it has changed my life in many ways. And at the same time, it hasn't really changed my life because you see from Jack give me the power to sing and give me a break on the music scene I know that I had a great task you know a lot of responsibility to ensure that the people are guided in the right way yep. so just like my son right now you know I know that I have a great responsibility of guiding him the right way to be a good man in this world you know yeah and I hope and pray that Jack use him you know Cause I know he'll be great he'll be even greater than me you know remember I tell you that right. he's gonna sing because I hear making some sounds you know he's just eight months and he's making some some nice melodious sounds you know he's not talking as yet but he's making some nice sounds you know what I mean yeah what about the name Warrior King where did you get the name Warrior from? King well before my name was Junior King some used manager used to come and go to Frisco Kid House you know my Frisco always greet me like warrior you know Someone said I love that name. I said to my manager, I love that name. So I changed the name from Junior King to Warrior King. And you know, the name Warrior, it has a spiritual vice behind it, you know, because I'm not just a warrior fighting just a physical war, but I'm fighting about for truth and right, fighting for righteousness, fighting for harmony amongst all living things, all living people, you know, fighting for, for love, you know, and the restoration of the Salamanic dynasty. Definitely. Respect. Alright, working. Um, is there any, to, to wrap things up, any message you'd like to pass on to the people back in Australia, down under? Australia. Well, what I love to tell the people of Australia is that, you know, in everything you do and everything you do, acknowledge this Imperial Majesty Empire, this is the first. And, you know, no matter what version the Bible may be written in, the world remains the same. It transcends all boundaries of empires and all conception of race. It is eternal. And if you don't accept the Bible with a clear conscience and an open mind, you can't offer salvation, you know. And you know, just do good and good to follow you and let the love light shine as bright as ever, you know. And keep on supporting the reggae music, you know. Keep on supporting the good vibes. And Australian people love you, you know. And as long as I have life, I continue to sing good and constructive music, you know, to uplift your heart, minds and soul. So keep strong, you know. And just love your brother and your sister as you love yourself. That is what I have to say to the Australian people. Rastafari is almighty. Bless the love. Yes, working. Give thanks for joining It's good us. to be alive, don't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, give thanks. We get yeah, bless us. Great enough. Nice. Rastafari. Yeah. A black reverence, you know, before we move. A lot of people in life don't appreciate life. Life? All they do is squish and prison. Life are the greatest thing. You know, every morning, we do. It's every morning, we get up on my jog. You see my jog? Yeah. We go so. I'm live over Elsha, I'm jump off in the sea. Right. I'm just give thanks. I'm coming like a fish. We just swim and just give thanks. Sometimes people say I'm crazy, but I'm not. I know the value of life. Yeah, for I real. I know the value of life. Yeah. Before I eat a fruit, I bless it, I give thanks. Before I smoke my spliff, I bless it, I give thanks. Respect. You see, before I did the interview, I said, Shall let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in thy sight. Maybe you didn't see, but I did it in my mind. You know? Yeah. Everything I do, I acknowledge, yeah. 
and I, I value life, even the earth, because the earth provides for me, you know. The earth makes your clothes, the, earth, the food you eat, mm. everything, even the buckle <laughs> and the shoes on your feet. It's black reverence. Black reverence. Like, you know, we're gonna. Black reverence, say words to try, you know. It's all the Trinity like this. Yeah. This, you know, this is a symbol of peace. And also a symbol of the Holy Trinity, you know, like this, mm. you know. You know, you see right now, we're gonna go that way, that formation. So, everybody's gonna say a word, giving thanks to the Creator, you know what I'm saying? I always start with the Psalms. But just give you know, it can be two words, it can be one word, it can be six words, it can be a sentence, you know. As, as long as it comes from the heart, you know. Well, I say, how oh, good and how oh, pleasant it is for I and I to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ornament upon the head that ran on upon the precepts, even Aaron's precepts that went out to the skirts of his garments, as the do of Erman, and as the do that descend upon the mountains of Zion. For there the most I command his blessings and evil life forevermore. Most I have creation, whom there is a weakness, eternal in whom there is no transcendence, and I heal in the precious name of the might of Trinity, and Pilate's last and the first child. And let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our, of our heart be accepted in thy sight, O Most High. Give thanks to life and all living things, plants and animals. Give thanks to all people of all races, shall give thanks to love, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Give thanks to the giving of thanks. Give thanks for bring us all here together, you know, we've all come together as one, give thanks to the creator, give thanks to the positive vibrations, give thanks every time. Ja! Rastafara. I just give thanks for every sunrise and every sunset and everything in between, give thanks for the sacred draw of every living breath and for leading, helping us on the, the path to right, to do good, live good, be good, no good. Ja! Rastafari. I give thanks for this interview and for the opportunity to meet you and to hear what you've got to say. It's been a pleasure and an honour. Ja! Rastafari. Rastafari. Give thanks to you for being here. Just be thankful for life and everyday things we get. Just taking food for granted that we shouldn't. We should be thankful for just breathing air. We know probably more than half of this population under heavy substance. Help much of it because it's a lot because of the big man doing so much wrong. So I thank for it and for you to come and do this and this interview and spend time. Ja Rastafari. So yeah, um, give thanks uh, and be strong and pursue righteousness. Ja Rastafari. Bless you. Keep strong. Yeah man. Bless the love. Rastafari. Yeah man. More yeah, give thanks and prayers for the wonderful blessing. Boy. Yeah. Perfect. You ready? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Give thanks and prayers for the wonderful blessing that's been poured on me. Give thanks. Too long. Right here? Yeah, yeah, right here. Give thanks and praise for the wonderful blessing that has been poured on me. Oh, all right, sir. Give thanks and praise for the wonderful blessing that has been poured on me. Give thanks and praise. Jah use her as an instrument to set the people free. Jah give her the powers to chant. Jah give her the powers to chant. Jah give her the powers to chant. With Rastafari works, I'm not gallivant. I'm Mr. Warkiel, Blade Black Emperor, you know. Ready? Ready? Hold it for you, and then I'll know it's in the right spot. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Give thanks and praise. For the wonderful blessing that's been poured on me. Give thanks and praise. Shall use her as an instrument to set the people free. Shall give her the powers to chant. Shall give her the powers to chant. Shall give her the powers to chant. With Rastafari works, I'm not Greetings, my people. This is Warwick King, you know. And I say life is the greatest gift. All right, now we are chanting Babylon, you know. With Jesse I at 106.7 P. BS, you know, FM, you know, Melbourne, Australia. So keep showing my people. I go, something so Rastafora. If we get one more just quickly with less information, leave out the radio. Just say it with sound. Chant down with Jesse I, anything. All right, whatever, whatever you Jesse I and Rast Crucial. Rast Crucial. Yeah.
With Jesse and Rash Kusha. Yeah. Alright. Ready? Yeah. Love jar and live. It's the last year and you will never die. Wicked man down on your knees. Plead for forgiveness and shall pacify. Love jar and live. It's the last year and you will never die. My people learn to forgive and always remember to pray. When we say why kill black emperor, you know? And I said, Jack, give it the word, so blessed are those who publish it. You ain't to the chart no Babylon, you know? With Jesse I and Raskusha. So keep in tune and keep it real. Rastafora. Bless the Lord. I go, something so. Wicked. Perfect. Warrior King speaking to me and my friends Ras Crucial, Rankin Andy Eitz and Jar Builder back in 2003. That's it for another episode. If you enjoy the podcast and you haven't left a positive review on whatever podcast platform you use, please do so and help other reggae fans discover it. Or you could become a patron on Patreon and help ensure that it continues. Big up to my man Armageddon Time, the one and only Empress Irie and the Idrins Tom Tanaki and John from Champion Sound. Thanks for listening and thanks for life. Got to hold the faith, got to own the faith, got to hold the faith for Jah is right. Got to hold the faith, got to own the faith. Most right now, are you Although times are and things seems rough, hold the faith for Jah is great. Although times are and things seems tough. The faith, but Jah is great. But people in Jamaica suffering day by day. Them can't get no work, that's why the youth demonstrate. Every day work has a strike because they want a better pay. Situation in my country is just one big rainy day. No plans or policies, they all gone away. There's a love for poor people, how we bank accounts stay. The leaders corrupt the nations, wonder what they gonna say. But the Rasta man abund them every day Although times are And things seem rough Hold the faith But Jah is great Although times are And things seem tough Hold the faith But Jah is great